It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm your host, as always, Becca Winkert also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter. Here with me is my bestie, Quentin Mayo, at T-O-Q-M underscore. Um, yeah, so basically, we're here to cover last night's game. We both watched mm-hmm. it in full. Uh, we both were disappointed <laughs> in full. Um, yeah, so we like to kind of do our podcast like right after the game if we can, but we kind of made this agreement that if it's a really terrible game that we just um, will wait until the next day. So here we are. Mm. And um, yeah, basically we got blown. Well, I shouldn't say we. The Wizards got blown out by the Los Angeles Clippers 104 to 136 um, on a Sunday night. And... That leaves us with, what was it, one win and yep. five losses. So, uh, pretty sad day. Pretty sad evening for us. Not really... I mean, I know why we lost this game. There's a lot of bad things that happened during this game. But I don't understand why we are losing games like this. Uh, I don't... Uh, <laughs> we're both at a... It's really it's so difficult, difficult to explain. Like, I I've never seen teams that aren't even known for shooting three pointers have their way when they play the Wizards. Like, I've never seen a team have nine players in double figures. I've just it's some things that I've never seen. And this is a team that is under their third year under Scott Brooks. You got two All Stars on the team, one hundred and six million dollar sharpshooting forward out of Georgetown. You have talent. This is supposed to be the deepest team the Wizards have ever had in, you know, quite some time. I, I, I just don't I, I just don't know what I I can't. I, you say it's defense. They're trying to say it's transition defense. It's more than transition defense. Offense is not doing it either. It's all around. On both sides of the floor, this team is not getting it done. And at this point, like um Brendan Haywood said, I don't know if I believe this team can get it done. I just don't know if I can believe in them anymore. I mean, yeah. 
I'm right there with you. I posted a tweet today and I kind of asked DC family, I said to them, um, like, what do you think is the biggest thing that's hindering the wizard success right now? And I actually got a lot of responses, like way more than I ever would have dreamed of. So thanks for that (laughs) DC family. I got 104 responses and I read that I read them all. And basically a lot of people said, um, rebounding and obviously a lot of that has to do with not having Dwight Howard however Dwight Howard is not like a like a whimsical unicorn you know he's not going to come in there and be like you know the reason why we win this, these games because I mean with or without him we should be able to kind of carry ourselves I mean this wasn't just a loss it was a, a blowout I mean like literally a beatdown by the Los Angeles Clippers, which should have been a winnable game. It's very winnable, and it is. That's why. And I, I woke up this morning to a report saying that Scott Brooks' job, like Scott Brooks, is not in the hot seat yet. And you know, I've been one of the ones that have been extremely critical of Scott Brooks' job since he's been here, um, to the agreement of some, to the dismay of others. But <clears throat> I'm just pointing that I, I posted this tweet. I said, Teron Lue just got fired after an 0-6 start. Teron Lue is playing with all youngins on that team. They just lost LeBron. Kevin Love is out due to injury. I mean, what do you really expect from this team post-LeBron? Every team that has lost LeBron has been terrible, even when he was in Miami. He left. The team went to the, into the dump. So he goes 0-6. He gets fired. Scott Brooks is 1-5 right now. He, who knows if they'll beat the Grizzlies tomorrow? Like, we don't know what we're going to see out of this team. Let's say they go one and six with two all stars and a hundred million dollar wing player and the deepest bench that this team has had since John and Brad have been there. I mean, something has to change, and it seems like it's a is it a culture thing or is it added to like it's more than just what's going on on the floor because you got guys that are not they're not on the same agenda. Everybody has their individual agendas coming from John and Brad. Then Scott Brooks says, well, I don't think that. So they're obviously not on the same page as coach and leaders of the team. They're not on the same page as the direction of the team. John won't even die for a loose ball that he lost. He's standing around the corner. He's not making an effort. Bradley Bill got knocked down, I think, in the third quarter. I watched. I watched every player of the Wizards team just look at him and get back on defense. Nobody helped him up. It's the little things like that. No team is going to succeed when everybody's out there playing for themselves. And I think these guys do like each other, at least some. But you're not even helping your brother off the floor. You see, LeBron is in L.A. trying to change the culture. He says, if you get knocked down, you stay down there until your brothers come pick you up. You got team, you got all-stars that won't even help up their their all-star teammates off the ground. It's just the little things. Like, it doesn't seem like this team wants to be out there. You you lose to the Golden State Warriors by 22 because, hey, it's the Golden State Warriors. Everybody, we kind of let that slide because we're like, what are you really – Nobody had a problem with that. that But then you lose by 30 to the Clippers. Wow. That's that's wow. That I don't I don't have anything to say to that. Eleven straight losses to the Los Angeles Clippers. And this time you lose by 30. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Okay, the Kings game really upset me, but this one was just like I couldn't even be upset. At that at that point, I just kind of I was like, okay, well, if this is because I, it's clear like what the issues are. It's clear what we're not doing, what we need to do, and it's just not happening. Um, kind of to add on to what you said about our team, uh, I think 
Keith Morris was lying on the ground and there were two Clippers players that came to yep. check up on him to see if he was okay. Uh, one yep. being Mike Scott, another one, I don't even, I think it was Patrick it Beverly, was. I'm not sure. But um, not one Wizards player even looked over at him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how embarrassing that players on the other team are concerned about, you know, Keith lying on the ground and, you know, the Wizards don't even look. And typically in basketball, it's kind of like an unwritten rule that if your teammate goes down on the offensive end, when you're getting back on defense, first of all, you want to stop the momentum of that the the opposing team because, hey, you're down a man. Intentional foul. Like, what? What is it? What is going on? Intentional foul, and then you run down the floor, and you see if Markeith is good. Markeith laid down there for a good three to four minutes, just, mo- like, lifeless. Like, I thought his eye might have came on or something. He's just laying there, clenching his face. So, I mean, it's just – it's. and then to add on to that, Doc Rivers says the first thing Scott Brooks says to him as time expires and they're, you know, they're meeting with each other, he says, it looks like your team, speaking about the Clippers, it looks like your team likes playing with each other. It looks like they enjoy playing basketball together. That's the first thing he says to Doc Rivers. So Scott Brooks, is is he just complimenting the team, or is he also alluding to the fact like, hey, look, at least your guys like playing with each other. At least you have you don't have all-stars on your team, but at least they like competing together. Y'all like to compete. We have all-stars on this team that don't even like playing together. They don't want to help their brothers up. They don't want to do the little things to win games. And it's, it's just a very selfish, selfish display of of talent or lack thereof on the floor every single night and this team could lose to anybody in the nba right now any any team in the nba could beat the washington wizards is that it's just that bad and for the fans thinking that dwight howard the 33 year old dwight howard former all-star dwight howard is going to come back and magically turn this franchise around that's the most delusional thing i've ever seen or heard of that's how desperate this organization is. They're depending on the 33-year-old center to come back and change the direction of this team. That's that's delusional because it should not be this bad. It shouldn't be this bad. I'm concerned. Okay, so Scott Brooks had um, added those comments to um, Doc Rivers basically saying about how, you know, your team looks like they're having mm-hmm. fun out there. And then um, for us, you know, after that loss in Sacramento, John Wall and Bradley Beal had made some comments basically – alluding to the fact that they think that there's people on the team that aren't in it for the team. They're in it for themselves, and they're not, you know. So Scott Brooks came back to defend those comments, and he said that it was just a, like, frustration. Like when you're angry, you say that they weren't That weren't they angry. But, you know, it kind of worries me because Scott Brooks says, you know, those things to Doc Rivers, and then he said, oh, well, you know, those guys, they didn't mean it, but, like, do you mean it either? Like, what are you right. trying to say? I mean, it, it's kind of um, uh, counteracting everything, and I just really don't understand, um, like, what's going on, and I think we should talk about those comments that they had said, because um, Bradley Beal said something along the lines of, Sometimes we have our own agendas on the floor, whether it's complaining about shots, complaining about playing time, complaining about whatever it may be. We're worried about the wrong Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Then Wall picked it up saying, we got guys who's worried about who's getting shots, where the ball is going on the offensive end. We should never worry about that. My thing is, okay, if 
while and Beal know that there's guys on the team like that, I feel like as leaders, they should be the ones to go to those players. Like, don't talk to the media. Like, go to each other and fix this. Because it's not going to do anything to talk to the media. And I don't, you know, I I just don't understand the whole thing. And it's So now it's getting to the point where I'm past the point of, of trying to make excuses for this team. Where's the leadership? John, you call yourself a leader. You have to, if you're a leader... You need to be setting the standard for what the rest of the team should be doing. If guys have their own agendas, if guys are in them in it for themselves, how can they turn on the film and look at you and think that you're not in it for yourself? Because if you're not in it for yourself, you're going for loose balls. You're helping your brothers up. You're not standing around being stagnant on the offensive end with the ball's not in your hands. You have to be the example. And then Scott Brooks, where's your leadership? Because Scott Brooks had Russell Westbrook, also a ball-dominant, high-ego player, point guard, like John Wall, and it didn't work there. So you go from Russell Westbrook, who the reason KD left, everybody wants to address the elephant in the room, is because Scott Brooks could not get control of Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was just too much of a character and not selfless enough to play on the court with Kevin Durant. Scott Brooks comes and has a whole other point guard to some degree who can, it can be stated that he has an attitude issue. He has ego problems. He's not the biggest team player. I mean, yeah, he racks up double-digit assists, but it's always something in that locker room with his name being the main, the main, um, you know, the main seed in it. So I think it goes to, okay, Scott Brooks can't control the locker room. They're all, obviously they're on different pages. He's on different pages with his, with his star players. And then he's taking shots at his own players. It's just, it's too much going on for you to have all this money invested to these pieces that are supposed to work this year. Ted Leonza said, no excuses. Well, every week, we're, every game, we're getting another excuse as to why it's not working. You don't need Dwight Howard to beat the Clippers on paper with this talent. You just don't need him. You don't need Dwight Howard to beat a lot of these teams. You don't need, <laughs> and if they lose to the Grizzlies, no. you don't need Dwight Howard for that either. You should be able to win with John Bradley, Otto Porter, Markeith Morris, and maybe a rotation at center with Yamahima or something like and Jason Smith, or go small ball. But it's unacceptable. It's it's embarrassing. It's unacceptable. And Steve Smith said this on the um I think it's on NBA Game Time with Brendan Haywood. These guys just go out there and play. There's nothing drawn up. They just have a lot of talent. They just go out there and they play basketball like you're about to walk on the court at the YMCA or something like that. Or hoop group. That's all, that's all they're doing is playing high school basketball and trying to depend on their talent to overpower teams. And some nights it works, but this year it hasn't worked at all. So it's embarrassing. Yeah, uh, I'm just – I'm kind of like you. I'm just at a loss of words. I really don't know what to um, make from all of this. But, um, yeah, I mean, Brennan Haywood's right. You know, he basically said with Stephen Smith that they just don't – uh, he doesn't see anything happening with this team the way it, that it is. So um, with all of those comments, we're going to take a short break. When we get back, we're going to discuss more of um, the game, how it went, and what we can only hope from next game versus the Grizzlies. Stick around. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. And we are here today to discuss the really, really sad loss last night. Um, it, it seems like, you know, kind of like you said, he they're kind of, um, each game, like another piece of the puzzle, like comes out. You know, they at, when they get interviewed, it's kind of like you find out more and more what's really going inside their heads. And I'm not liking it. It's just like they they seem like, okay, everyone's at fault here. Because it's like, this is a team effort. You get blown out by the Clippers. There's no reason for that. Like, you, okay, that's everyone's fault. I'm sorry. Watching um, John Wall, like, not go for rebounds and just kind of stand around while everyone else, you know, like, I don't, I, I don't care for that stuff. And it, it's really embarrassing. And all of these problems, like, on the court, like, defending, getting rebounds, all that stuff, that team can do it. I've seen them do it before. They can clearly do it again. I just, I mean, they're just not, there's something really wrong. (laughs) And I I really hate, I hate to say that because this is my team and I'll always stand by them, but something is really wrong and I, I know it. I know it's because Scott Brooks can't get a hold of this team. He can't. He doesn't like confrontation. He won't confront them about stuff. He doesn't call the players out. You know, it, it's just not working. And for a team with so many egos, you can't have a coach like yeah. that. You you just can't. And we're in a whole problem because I don't think that the Wizards organization is going to let go of someone and lose $21 million. So that... Isn't that the story of <laughs> the Wizards? Itself, like, they just pigeonhole themselves in into financial situations that when it goes wrong... They have no option but to just ride it out because they've pigeonholed this guy into a five-year, thirty-five million-dollar deal. And then you got, you got um, Austin Rivers said after the game, he said, "I'm I'm new here, and I'm looking at the I'm looking at everything right now. Everybody's saying something about Coach Brooks, but it's not on him. So like he's a player. He's in the locker room with these guys. It's a reason why he came here was to play with John and play, play with Bradley. So who is it? What is it? What's going on with this team? It's just. This is just like a terrible Netflix drama. Like this is this is absolutely unacceptable and it makes it even worse that it's the little it's the fundamental things of boxing out, hustling, effort, layups, pick and roll, setting a screen, helping your brothers up. It's just the simple I can see if it like if they're if they're getting good looks, good looks, they're running good sets, they're just missing shots. That's something that I think anybody could deal with. If you're just losing tough games, but you're giving your maximum effort and you just come up on the short end of the stick, I could deal with that. But when you're losing by 30 like this, you're not hustling, you don't care. It looked like Bradley Beal was borderline crying on the sideline last night. He was. He was and, crying. You know, John Wall was trying to comfort him. But I'm thinking to myself, you can't do anything to comfort people in this situation when you lose by... 32 points. Bro, it's nothing you can That's say to not, me. There's nothing you can <laughs> nothing say. Nothing you can say to you me. You guys have to go out there and win. I mean, there's no way to fix this. There's no there's no sugarcoating it. Um, This podcast is going to be really difficult for me if this is the type of play that we continue with. Um, There is... Someone did say something pretty positive on Twitter. 
Um, he did say we started two and eight in the first 10 games of the 2016, 2017 season. Then the most win that was the most wins we had in years during that season with a better roster Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. with a better roster. Now Dwight coming back should help the defense a bit. Also more rebounds, which limits second chance points for teams against us. I do kind of agree with what he's saying. I do think that you know we've been in this situation before there is a chance that we can come and turn this thing around however i don't think that the players are in the right mindset to do that but i'm not going to hold these games against them i think if there was 10 straight games like this i would be very 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 concerned but it is early in the season there are 70 you know a lot 70 something games mm-hmm. left so i don't want to automatically assume the worst but from what i've seen right now it's just not looking good i just when i think about this team compared to that 2016 team i can't look back at that season when they won 49 wins and compare that to this season and here's why this team was younger two years ago bradley bill was not an all-star two years ago auto porter wasn't making a hundred million dollars two years ago this team was a different team two years ago there's no reason what happened two years ago shouldn't be rearing its ugly head two years later. It should not be the same thing prior. Like, okay, they started two and eight and won 49 games in 2016. This team is supposed to be better than 2016. We're supposed to be competing with the Raptors and the Celtics. And this is the right season. Now, and we're not. This is the season where LeBron left and the window was wide open for all the that's all they talked about all offseason. LeBron's gone. LeBron's gone. Well, LeBron's gone. You don't automatically get 49 wins just because LeBron leaves. You have to actually beat people. You have to beat Sacramento. You have to beat the Clippers. You have to beat people. And this is just not its not the same. John Wall is supposed to have his breakout year here. Bradley Bill was a first-time All-Star last season. This was, And I'm not saying they're not playing well. Bradley Bill has been playing really good. I like his aggression. I, I mean, they haven't been hot from three-point range, but the fact that they haven't been hot from behind the arc, Bradley's attacking. John Wall, has, his finishing this year looks improved. But it's other aspects of the game that matters. The scoring is not the only way to win games. And that's the thing I think this team says they understand, but they don't display it out there on the court. So, I mean, I can't compare this team to to that team. It's, it's, it's two different situations. And you got a third-year coach now in Scott Brooks, and you have a deeper bench than that team had. There's no reason why we should even be comparing. We should be like, okay, well, this is third year in. Two years ago, we started 2-9. and nine. This year, we should at least be starting 500, at least. At least, at minimum, at minimum that because the White Howard's not playing. If that, if he's such a vital part, nobody could have imagined that the Wizards would get the White Howard back when they return home. But they return home one and six. Nobody could have imagined because you think that the Wizards stay above water, they tread water, or they're at least five hundred better. And then when you come back home, you insert the White Howard. Boom! This team is ready to go. They've been a well-oiled machine when he's gone. Now you insert a. A, sh- a should have been all star in this team after that West Coast road trip, and you're good. And that's exactly what's not happening. So now let's now let's insert the ego of Dwight Howard. Let's start putting Dwight Howard out there. And what if Dwight Howard makes a mistake? What happens when he's not hitting on all cylinders and not doing what he came here to do? If he has a sluggish start, then all hell is going to break loose. Oh man, I just um, mm, 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 I, I always reminisce on that season where we got forty nine wins, only because if we were playing any team and we were, and we were um, ahead by 
10 points, but if they dipped under 10 points, I would be mad. Like, I would be like, oh my god, like, the Wizards, like, they're they're letting them come back. Yeah. Now I'm just like, please stay within five points of this team, like, the other team. Please don't let them build a lead, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, as a fan, it's just, like, sad every time um, stuff like this happens because we all know what they're capable of, but it just seems like right now they're not chasing anything. They don't see, they don't have a vision as a team together. They all just, I mean, maybe John Wall and Bradley Beal are right. Like, maybe there's a bunch of players that are just in it for themselves and they're not chasing um, the goal, which is, for them, get to the Eastern Conference Finals, Mm -hmm. get to the Finals. I mean, it's just like, I know this team can compete with the Celtics and the Raptors, but the thing is, like this, like forget it. We're just gonna be we're gonna be lucky if we even make the playoffs. I mean, we'd be lucky, and then we we would lose in the first round, and that's not the type of um, play that I'm looking for. That's not the type of play that the fans are looking for. So for all of us, it's just very frustrating. And I think that's why people are overreacting because they don't want this to be the pattern of the season. So I'm really hoping that we can do something here uh, tomorrow is our last road road trip game in Memphis. So I'm hoping that they can kind of start building their momentum in Memphis and then coming home, you know, they've got winnable games coming up, but it's not up to, you know, it's not... It's not up to us to say that. It's up to them to say that. They, yeah. you know, go out there and play basketball. It's simple, fundamental basketball that they're missing. Yeah. Like, it's it's silly at this point. Yep. I. That's it. <laughs> that's it. In and nutshell. that's it. That's that's all she wrote. I mean, we're we're pretty much um done here. Uh, as always, we would love to hear your comments your concerns although most of you has have already told me your concerns today yeah. thank you so much thank you so much i just love um twitter dc family i could ask any question and everybody would always jump on it and answer it it makes me so happy that i get feedback from you guys um and yeah so continue to add us on twitter tell us what you think what you're hoping for um as the wizards go into memphis tomorrow on their last game of this west coast swing um, as always, I'm Becca MVP, and I'm here with at T-O-Q-M underscore. You've been listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we'll see you soon. See ya. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.